I'm Steve Fisher. Did you know there is at least one other sovereign nation within the United States? Hail Malasia. It was co-founded and is run by His Excellency President Kevin Baugh. It's real, but has no political agenda. His Excellency is my guest on Life Slices. Welcome, Mr. President. We have Kevin Baugh, the president of and founder of Molossia. Hello. Greetings from Molossia. Can, can you give us your official biography? Um, okay. <laughs> My official biography. Well, I am His Excellency President Kevin Baugh, the president, founder, and ruler of the Republic of Molossia. Uh, I was born in 1962, and I founded this nation on 26 May of 1977. Uh, back then, I was 15, and uh, also back then, the nation was originally called the Grand Republic of Boldstein. That was the original name of Malasia. Uh, my friend James and I uh, decided we wanted to have our own country after watching the old Peter Sellers movie, The Mouse That Roared. We were very inspired uh, by the imagination and creativity of that movie, and so we decided to uh, start our own country, and uh, as I said, we called it Boldstein. Uh, he was king. I was prime minister. Um, he moved on to other projects uh, fairly quickly after that, but I stayed with the idea uh, of having my own country. And um, when I settled here in, within northern Nevada in 1998, I obtained property uh, here, and uh, that became the new home to our nation, renamed the Republic of Malasia, and we've been going strong ever since. So the original king abdicated, and without even running away with an American woman. <laughs> that's, that's just right. I wouldn't say he necessarily abdicated. He just sort of stopped functioning as king. He didn't officially give up and say, I'm not doing this anymore. He just moved on to other things, and that was that. <laughs> we, we've had presidents like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It just stopped functioning for whatever <laughs> reason. <laughs> Describe the geography of Malasia. Uh, okay. Well, Malasia is composed of about 11.3 acres of land. Uh, 1.3 of those acres are here within northern Nevada, and uh, the other uh, 10 acres, there's five uh, that we own uh, that's part of our nation down in Southern California, another five in Northern California. It's kind of a uh, micronational archipelago, uh, if you will. But uh, those two territories are unoccupied, and, uh, and no, no one lives there, so I guess the heart and soul of our nation is right here within Northern Nevada on our little 1.3 acres of land that uh, we call home. Are you president of all the different aspects of, of oh, yeah, Malasia? Exactly, yes. Exactly. Those are, those are separate, uh, I guess, provinces, if you will. Um, but because they're far away, it's kind of hard to maintain, um, I guess, infrastructure and so forth uh, on those uh, territories. You, you can have your government meetings by Zoom. Yeah, yeah, if there were anybody there, but there is not. <laughs> I'm guessing the wildlife that lives there simply doesn't care that they're part of another country. You never know. I mean, they they could be a better uh, parliament than yeah. a, a lot of countries actually have. This is very true, yes. So what is the population of Malasia, and other than yourself, who lives there? Uh, our current population total is 35. We have 35 citizens. Uh, within our nation, we only currently have three resident human citizens and uh, one canine citizen. That's right. Our dogs are citizens. and uh, But the rest, they all are, are all expatriates living over the border uh, in the United States. 
but still Molossian citizens, and they gather here back in the home, uh, you know, the home territory of our nation on a regular basis. So you have an actual kind of United Nation type yeah. of situation. Yeah, yes, it is. I mean, uh, it's important to note that Molossi is actually a family nation. So all of our citizens are members of our family, of course, including the dogs. And uh, and so that and that's that's a kind of a key thing. We get the question on a fairly regular basis, almost daily. Uh, if someone wants to be a citizen, you know, how would they become? And they cannot. They have to be a member of our family. So that's kind of how it works here in Malasia. The the dogs are citizens. Do they have voting rights? Well, I mean, I guess so. But going back to uh, yeah, going back to that, uh, Malasia is actually a dictatorship. So we don't have elections uh, because. Really, nobody wants this job except for me. <laughs> there's, there's no competition to try and become the president. <laughs> they kind of leave it to me. So, I mean, I suppose if we had elections, the dogs, I mean, dogs are loyal creatures anyway. So I'm sure that they would vote for me as, uh, as president. <laughs> Do you have a government structure? Other, I know it's a dictatorship, but, but is there a government structure? Do you have a vice dictator? Uh, well, the first lady, my wife. She is, uh, she's my vice president and, uh, and a few other uh, roles. Uh, she's really, really good with social, social media. So she's, <laughs> she's good. She's good at that. And, uh, and she's also, um, not that she's a man, but she's my right-hand man. Uh, we, when there's ideas or uh, projects or things that we want to do uh, with Malasia, um, the first lady is, is definitely right there with me, advising me, helping me and, and, uh, getting things going in the right direction for our country. So, and that's really the basis of the government. Uh, law enforcement here in Malasia is run by our chief constable. Uh, chief constable is uh, Alexis. She's our, our youngest daughter. And uh, she uh, she's in charge of keeping things orderly uh, here within our nation. And that is the entire government of the Republic of Malasia. I mean, it is a small country, 35 people. So it's not hard to, not hard to run with just three people. <laughs> is there a capital city? Um, the capital city is Boston, spelled B-A-U-G-H-S-T-O-N. And that is about the front half of this tiny piece of territory here within Nevada. Uh, the remaining being a national park we call the Back 40. So, uh, uh, yeah, that is the capital city of Malasia. What does the capital city contain? What, how many buildings? What, what are they? Uh, let's see. We have, what, about, now I have to count. So, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, about ten or eleven buildings uh, within our nation. And that includes Government House, which is where all the Malasian citizens that are resident in Malasia actually live. Uh, my office, we have our own post office, our own bank. Uh, those are all separate buildings. Of course, we have a customs, uh, uh, customs office, Customs Shack, uh, which is right there on the border. When folks come visit Malasia, that's where they get their passport stamped and so forth. And uh, we have a trading company. Uh, that sells souvenirs when people come visit. And we also have a uh, Tiki Hut bar and grill, which is, uh, I mean, every country needs to have a bar. And we do. Well, <laughs> who's, who's, are you actually the bartender? Uh, yeah, it's kind of open to whoever's available. Uh, I'm, I'm not always the best bartender. And, and I accidentally poisoned us all one day with, uh, by, by making hurricanes on Katrina Day. But that was, <laughs> that was an interesting story. But anyway, uh, was there a government investigation into that when that happened? Uh, the investigation was pretty much once we all started throwing up, don't do that ever again. What is Malasia's main economy? Um, we have kind of a tourist economy. Uh, most of the money that supports our, our, our nation 
um, is it comes to the sale of things online, which might be considered tourist uh, things. We sell our banknotes and our coins. Uh, we have war bonds to support our war effort against East Germany. Uh, we also have railroad stock for the Malasia Railroad, uh, things like that. And then when people come visit, you know, we also sell things like bumper stickers and T-shirts and, and the usual tourist stuff. Uh, but I mean, it, it, having one's own country is definitely not a a money making affair. You, most of the money that is uh, that is uh, made by uh, uh, by selling things goes right back into making more things to sell. So it's kind of a kind of a circular economy like that. This seems to be the case with some other countries, actually. That some actual large countries have that same problem. Oh yes, absolutely yes. <laughs> what is your monetary unit? Our money is called the valora, which means valuable in the language Esperanto, which is the second language of Malasia. And uh, our money is, it's not based on, on silver or gold or something worthless like that. It's actually based on chocolate chip cookie dough. So we are on the cookie dough standard here in the Republic of Malasia. And uh, actually, we are, well, I don't know what to say literally, but we are definitely rolling in the dough. We have a lot, <laughs> a lot of cookie dough here. It's, a, it's become sort of a thing. For, uh, for people to bring us cookie dough when they come uh, visit Malasia. And so uh, it kind of goes into a cookie dough repository that we have here in the government house, and, uh, and then it gets doled out when, they, when the grandkids need cookies. <laughs> Do you have a special treaty with the United States? No. The United States doesn't really recognize Malasia. I'm sure that they are aware of us. And uh, we did get a Christmas card from the Obamas once, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, the United States does not recognize the sovereignty of Malasia, which makes sense. I mean, we have our own country within their country, and uh, most countries don't really like it when a piece of their, of their nation splits away. That's, uh, that's, that's not usually appreciated. So, but we don't cause any, you know, we don't pose any threat to the U.S. So even if they are aware of us, they don't really care what we do because we don't do anything dangerous or weird. You did mention the mouse that roared as the inspiration for your country. And in that, the country of Grand Fenwick declared war on the U.S. to try to help its own economy, thinking that they would quickly lose and then uh, get foreign aid from the United States. Have you thought of attacking the U.S.? I think that in the context of the film, it worked out a lot better than it probably would have worked out in real life. <laughs> it was a sort of a, a comedic perfect storm in the film. Uh, I think if we were to roll up into uh, New York or Washington D.C. and you know declare war and have you know a bunch of, of crossbow wielding uh, soldiers, it, it probably wouldn't end quite as well as it did for the, for the Fenwickians. So no, we're not going to go to war uh, with the United States. They they are big and often grumpy, and so uh, we uh, we tend to tend to let them do their thing and. They let us do our thing, and everybody's happy. Micronations are a real thing, and it, um, um, as Malasia is a micronation, there are micronations all over the world. It's a lot are done for very political purposes. Um, we want to make it clear: you're not doing this for. That's correct. We we don't. We're not like a, a uh, like I don't know freedom fighters or wanting to overthrow the U.S. government or uh, I don't even know what the what the right phrase is anymore because there's so many folks that do want that but we are definitely not in that business at all we are very content to just have our own little country here and uh and just enjoy the idea and see what we can do 
with the idea of having our own country. Uh, we are not seeking to uh, overthrow the U.S. or cause any kind of trouble like that at all. <laughs> now, it, what does it actually take to create a micronation? Uh, first and foremost, I think it takes a certain amount of creativity and imagination. Um, because the idea is kind of wide open. If you take a look at, at nations throughout history, uh, what makes a nation is, is very much open to interpretation. So if you just have the desire, you want to start your own country, um, then you can sort of build from there with just about anything you could think of. Uh, you know, it, it, case in point, our money is based on, on cookie dough. Of course, it doesn't have to be. It could be, you know, bottle caps or it could be based on, you know, the platinum you just happen to have for some reason, something like that. But whatever you want to kind of do with it, of course, you probably want to start out with something obvious like, you know, you have your own flag and your own national anthem, you know, some form of government. Are you a king, a prince, a duke, a, a president, a prime minister? You know, are there other people involved in your government? Or, or is it pretty much just you and everyone else is just shaking their head? You know, I mean, however, you know, however you want to, however you want to do it. Uh, but as you can see, it's all really a matter of, of creativity. You know, what do you, what do you do with this idea of having your own country? And, and uh, of course, it helps to know a little bit about how countries work and how they run and, and so forth. And you plan on, plan on having a, an economy and, you know, your economy, you know, consists of I'm going to sell dirt. Well, it's probably not going to be a very successful one. So you might want to take a look at what you can do if you want to build an economy where you want to go with that idea. There's lots and lots of different uh, aspects to having a country and a uh, little research. And like I've said four times now, creativity and and you can go a long way. So I'm guessing with such a small population, you don't have to deal with citizen unrest very often. Although I'm guessing your younger daughter might give you a run for your money. <laughs> well, actually, in line of succession, uh, the first lady would be my successor. And then right now, the chief constable is her successor in uh, in running the nation, although it remains to be seen, you know, what the chief constable does with her life as, <laughs> and so forth. And she may not, you know, circle back around and decide she wants to uh, run a country someday, but we'll see. And we have tons of grandchildren that can definitely step in and uh, and take over the country somewhere uh, somewhere down the road. Um, but, uh, uh, no, there's no unrest in, in Malasia. Uh, like I said before, nobody really wants this job and it's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a full-time thing. It really is. There's plenty of, plenty of correspondence and, and coming up with ideas to, to do with the country and building projects and, and all that, that, that needs to be, uh, managed and it can be kind of a, kind of a lot of work. Talking about nobody really wanting the job, that seems to be how we've been getting our presidents in the U.S. Yeah. lately. <laughs> you take it. No, you take it. I don't want it. <laughs> but, now, can people actually visit Malasia? Absolutely. We welcome tourists uh, during the warmer months, so not right now. April through October, we have one tour a month. Um, that's just to, to keep, a, uh, I guess, a cap on the, on the, uh, on the craziness, because at one point, we were offering tours. I mean, tours were anytime anybody asked. And it was becoming pretty much every single weekend. And after a while, it kind of ran into any other projects you might want to do in Malasia. So we now do once a month, April through October. Uh, we have the, the dates are listed on Malasia's website. Uh, we often have folks actually plan their vacations around uh, visiting uh, Malasia from wherever they're at. Uh, we've had folks drive in, you know, from overnight from from faraway places 
all the way up from Montana, all the way down to, to, Mal to Malasia just to visit us on one of our, one of our tour days. So we definitely welcome visitors. Our average tour now seems to be around 40 to 50 people, which is a lot. And uh, especially considering the size of the country, but, uh, but it's a lot of fun. How long does it take them to tour the country and see all well, the sites? So it's about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, I take everybody on a personal tour of our entire nation. And then there are a few other activities that, that can be done while we're, while folks are visiting uh, Malasia, including visiting our one hole golf course that we just built last year. And uh, let's see what else do we have. Uh, there's a, a, a nature trail that can be walked on, so forth like that, uh, that don't necessarily involve just the tour of our nation. But and, and on that trail, do you see any indigenous wildlife? Is there indigenous wildlife in Malasia? Malasia is a desert nation. And of course, that that brings to mind in most people's heads, uh, the, like the Sahara Desert and blowing sand dunes. And it's not quite that, uh, quite that uh, rough here. Um, but yes, we have all kinds of critters here. I think the main thing that people would see if they came and visited, we have, we have a lot of quail. And um, we also have uh, a lot of rabbits, uh, especially cottontail rabbits. And, and some jackrabbits. So people will walk on the nature trail, they'll see that. Um, most of the more exciting things like coyotes and so forth, and I think we had a mountain lion in the neighborhood, uh, they are usually nocturnal. And so not, gonna, not necessarily going to see them, but, uh, oh, and, and we definitely have snakes, of course, rattlesnakes and and, uh, and uh, other other critters like that. But we don't see those too much because they're kind of, kind of resident. So. But but now they, they can't actually stay there. You don't have a hotel. No, we don't have a hotel or a guest house or anything like that here in Malasia. It's really just too small uh, for all that. I mean, we'd be bumping into each other, uh, that kind of thing. And because uh, our tours are fairly limited in uh, duration, um, you know, we welcome folks to visit, but that doesn't mean you get to stay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so once the tour is over, we, we invite folks to return back to the United States and, and see the sites over the border there. There's quite a few interesting things not too far from Malasia. How close are you to Nevada's uh, gaming cities? Um, well, first off, it's Nevada. Nevada, so I'm sorry. To Nevada, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna make them angry if you call them, if you call it Nevada. <laughs> so uh, we are about 35 miles from Reno, um, and then, uh, but we're a good uh, six or seven hour drive from Las Vegas. So uh, I mean, it's it's a good ways. We often have folks that say, "Well, we're going to come visit Malasia." we'll be in Vegas, in, in Las Vegas next month. Uh, I'm like, you probably won't. <laughs> that's about a that's about a one day drive just to get here. So <laughs> so have you thought of putting in a casino in Malasia? Uh you know, not really. Uh, I mean there there was some discussion because you can get vintage slot machines and so forth like that. But uh, there are a few things that you don't want to do, especially if your nation is within Nevada, and that's bump up against gaming because it's very serious business there. <laughs> very, very serious indeed. So <laughs> we, wanna, we want to not run afoul of the uh, U.S. government and, uh, and all of its uh, uh, subsidiaries, and that would definitely include not, uh, not having gambling here in Malaysia. <laughs> so. As a desert nation, have you actually drilled for oil? Uh, no, no, but we do have a thing called, rab uh, what's it called? Uh, rabbit Rush. Um, and Rabbit Rush um, has, if you, it's supposed to, you can get oil from it if you get it the right time of year and you can squeeze it and, and get, oil, get oil out of that. And so we, we went into a, a little cottage industry on that one, but we were unsuccessful 
And uh, that was actually something the U.S. started back in uh, World War II. Of course, they were always looking for, you know, other other uh, alternatives for oil. So they looked into into creating oil from rabbit brush. Have you noticed any people coming by and squeezing actual rabbits and wondering why they're not getting oil from it? <laughs> That's really hard on the rabbit, and I'm glad we don't see that. <laughs> Does Malasia have a, a a business it's known for, other than tourism? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we... We don't really have very many resources here in our nation, um, except for sand and dirt. And so we don't have any, any businesses that we're particularly known for. I think we're more known for uh, some of our, our quirkier things like the uh, cookie dough thing and, and our railroad and so forth that, that we have uh, running in the country. Whatever, all the, all the little things, that tiny things that tiny countries have. Give it now. We, we have established that Malasia is actually a a hobby more than a real entity, a real p- political entity. Have you, given the way the U.S. has been going in recent years, have you thought of actually making it a real nation? Oh, well, okay. We do consider Malasia uh, to be a real nation. Oh, okay. I'm I mean, sorry. We're, we're, we're cognizant of the fact that we're tiny and because we don't have resources, we don't have, uh, you know, we don't have our own Walmart or anything like that, whatever bigger countries have. Um, but we consider ourselves to be a sovereign nation within the borders of the U.S. Uh, but we like to laugh and we like to have a good time because that is our survival method, knowing that the U.S. could roll up with you know, probably <laughs> a couple of FBI guys would be about all it would, all it would take. And, uh, and that'd be kind of kind of the end of us. So uh, that's why we keep that low profile. But uh, we do consider ourselves to be a sovereign nation. And, and so it's kind of a, two, it's kind of a uh, I guess, a bipolar approach, if you will. I mean, again, we like to laugh. But we do take our country very seriously, and, and we, we work worked hard to make it uh, the country uh, that it is. Uh, someday, perhaps, um, Malasia, if there's no U.S., and it won't be our fault, if there's no U.S., Malasia might come in and fill a gap. <laughs> and uh, in this part of the world, we'll, uh, we'll be the Republic of Malasia instead of, uh, instead of Nevada. I'd like to apply for citizenship. It's like, how, how does That's one do that? I can definitely say we probably won't be a family-only country. What is what is your website? Let's let the people know where they can oh, actually yeah. find you. Uh, go to www.malasia, M-O-L-O-S-S-I-A dot org. And, uh, and yeah, you can literally learn everything there is to know about our country. All of our current events are there, as well as all the background stuff, our, our national symbols and, and our history and, and uh, whatever else we have going on in, in our country. It's all right there. Uh, on our website. So we definitely welcome folks to go check it out. We're also on Facebook, Republic of Malasia. We're on Twitter, which is Malasia as well. And we're on Instagram, also Republic of Malasia. We're out there everywhere. Have you thought of starting your own podcast? Um, not necessarily. The first lady brought it up. Um, but the, the thing is with, with our country is that we don't have a lot. We have things that are going on in Malasia. Uh, we have like two or three events every month. Um, but beyond that, it's just day-to-day life. And so it's not terribly exciting. Uh, but it's yeah, we, we've dabbled in a variety of little things like that. And uh, um, we did, uh, for a little while, we did, um, oh, Facebook has videos. And uh, and so, we, you know, we did videos like during a tour. Oh, this is what you're going to see. And this, or, this is what we're doing here, you know, in our in our country. Stuff like that. But we, we play with ideas. Depends on our energy level in that particular direction. Do you have national TV or radio? We actually have our own radio station, um, and it is uh, we, we do a monthly broadcast lasts about twenty minutes, and uh, that is a roll up of the news as well as whatever 
songs strike my fancy as the radio station guy and uh, and, and so forth like that. Uh, we have movies. So Malasia has its own uh, YouTube channel. That you can go check out our movies. We make about one or two movies a year, uh, depending on events or whatever we're into at that particular moment. And uh, uh, let's see, what else? Um, I, oh, we, and we have our own newsletter that is also published monthly. So the news uh, broadcast and newsletter are both, both published monthly. In fact, uh, both will be coming out here at the end of the week, of course, because it's the beginning of the month. And uh, that just keeps everybody up on what's going on in the country. So people can subscribe to that on your website? Um, I don't think the we don't really have like a subscription thing like uh, what is that called the, that feed that news feed thing the RSS feed yeah that's it the RSS feed we don't really have that we played with it and we were not able to be successful so we just blasted out on Twitter and, and Facebook and and folks can go go check out read, read our newsletter um, if they want to and, and uh, we, we try to keep that as interesting as we can sometimes have Malasi related puzzles in there and and so forth and trivia about our country. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Now, what would you like people to know about Malasia or your excellency that I have not asked about? Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, I would just like to uh, welcome folks, as you mentioned, to come visit our website, uh, learn all about our, our little country here that we have, uh, if they're around. Uh, and, you know, during one of our, uh, our tourist days, April through October, uh, we definitely welcome them to come visit Malasia. Uh, we love to have visitors. And uh, love to show off our country and and uh, all the little uh, nooks and crannies and strange things that we've got going on here <laughs> in Malasia. Well, Your Excellency, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, telling people about Malasia and hope you get lots of visitors from this. I hope so. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this program, please subscribe and like us on social media and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Life Slices is produced by Beatnik Ravens Productions, all rights reserved. Music courtesy of Fesleyan Studios. 